0: Amen. Well, welcome, everybody. I always give the one, two, three countdown to welcome everybody on uh online. So how about that? One, two, three. Everybody say welcome. Our, yeah, online church family. That's good. Well, I'm going to tell you, today's message is going to be a blessing. say, so how do you know that? Because look at the title. God's got it. Amen. And I was studying all week and I went to a restaurant my friend owns and I was talking to Miss Amy. So if you're on there, I'm listening all the time. God's using people all the time. It's just what are you going to preach on? What's been going on and all that? And she was just telling me how God was working them. And, and the life of her family and stuff. She says, you know, a lot of times we worry about stuff, but God's got it. And I was like, ding. I hear you loud and clear, Lord. So, uh, you know, let me tell you. I know on Tuesday nights and, and different times that we're talking and things like that. Man, God is using you guys all the time. All the time. Never never think that he's not. So, uh, you know what? I'm praying and I'm listening to see what's going on. But I know in the midst of things, just like I said this morning, I think everything. How many know if you plug something new into the system, it's supposed to work perfectly right out of the box? They lie. We need to pray for them people, right? That's for sure. So we tried a few things, and uh, we're going with the old things. Sometimes we just stick with what you know. But man, anybody had a good week so far? Good week? Good week. How many people are ready for a better week? I'm always ready for a better week, right? But I want to jump on in, and I got a a lot of of unpacking to the story today. But I, I really hope that this boosts our confidence and hope and the wisdom and the lifestyle that God has bought for us. Somebody say amen if they believe that. I'm telling you, God has got a lot for us, and I think a lot of times we sit on the sidelines of life without cashing in on that. And how do we cash in? We cash in by faith and with the things of God that He has for us here. So we are living in a time that is a little stressful, isn't it? Oh, come on! I'm going to pray for y'all right after. <laughs> now. It's a little, a little stressful, a little worry sometimes. I thought, man, we could pray, we could preach on forgiveness, stress, and worry every week. Amen. I think we could. But you know what? We're going to go ahead and leave it at the foot of the cross today. But we're in some crazy times in this world. And I know, you know, in talking to folks, we get a little overwhelmed. And it's amazing to me that we have more stuff, right? Stuff. Yeah. And it seems like we have less peace. So this is what I'm thinking. If we got more Jesus, we got less, we got more peace. Because the stuff ain't doing it, right? You, you know what happens usually if you got more stuff, you got more things to keep you busy. And see, this is what I, I try to make sure. When God blesses me with something, stuff, I want to make sure that it doesn't hinder my walk with him. I don't want him to get, I don't want to get a boat, and then I say, well, I can't go to church, or I got this boat. Right? <laughs> oh, man, i not you know, things like that. A lot of times, the very things that God blesses us with are the very things that we put in between us and him, amen? So I just want to, I just want to say that because I know a lot of times we can give God second best, Right? Third best, fourth best, what's left over? Nobody does that here, though, right? <laughs> you know, at the end of the day, do you ever think back and, and kind of calculate the, your your walk with the Lord and say, I wonder how much time I spent with Jesus today. Mmm, it's amazing. I wonder if it's more than you're on Facebook or Instagram or Twitter or whatever, checking the emails. Because, you know, most of the time, and those things are great things we utilize that to get the word out and things. It doesn't have to be a bad thing, but I'm going to tell you what. There's a difference between the good thing and the God thing, and I know we all want the God thing. So I pray today that we just settle our hearts and our minds and focus on the God thing, because God's got it. Hey, look, I tell you, I know that all of us have different things going on in our life. Different situations, uh, relationships, uh, health situations, job situations, all of that. And I just pray that today's message will encourage us in the Lord through things that uh, God has for us today. Amen. Because you know what? The disciples went through a little bit of that when they were walking with Jesus, didn't they? And what did Jesus say? Let's take a look at our scripture. All right? John 14, 1 or, or flower pot 14, 1. Amen. John 14, 1 says, do not let your hearts be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. Anybody ever heard that scripture before? Just grab hold of it, run with it. I'm, I'm going to try to unpack this thing. This week I really spent a lot of time with the Lord and, and looking at different things. And, and I, I want to kind of just jump in here and build the background of what was going on in this situation. So i got a little reading from my, from my notes. So Jesus is speaking to his disciples in the upper room. They're sharing the Passover meal. And it's a very personal time. Jesus did a lot of ministry out and about and all this. But this was really a personal time. How do we know we got a personal God? And in your situation, God will speak to you personally in your situation. Sometimes it's through his word. Sometimes it's through others. But it's always going to line up with his word. It's always going to line up with his word. Amen. So think about that. So Jesus had been out on the street and wrapped up. Really, he's wrapping up his public ministry because he came to his own and they received him not. They pushed him away. But I tell you what, I pray that the folks who listen today, they don't push him away that they ask him into their life. So this is really actually called, did a little study this week, and this is kind of neat. They call it the Upper Room Discourse. Or you could say speech or sermon, and Jesus in His ministry really broke these four discourse out, sermons out, um, and I and just laid them right out here for you. I'm going to give you these four major speeches that Jesus did through the Gospels. all right? sermon on the mount, y'all remember that, Matthew five, six, and seven. Kingdom parables starting in Matthew 13, the kingdom is like He's bringing all the teaching in. Alright? Olivet discourse was from the Mount of Olives. This, this is He's bringing everything together on that. That's in Matthew uh, 24. And then we come back. This is the longest one that he has of the discords. And it's the most intimate with his disciples in the upper room. It really covers from about John 13 to about John 17. You get a chance to go back through there this week and wrap your hearts around that. But like I said, he had already been out and and, and shared the word and did a lot of cool things, didn't he? But people rejected him. Many people rejected him. You know what? Today, people are still rejecting Christ. Amen. But that doesn't change our story. I was talking to my wife yesterday. and How many people worry and get upset a little bit from time to time? We all do, all right? But I, I, I'm going to be honest with you. There's things that concern me. There's things that are not even on my radar, right? If my pants are too tight or my hair ain't right, I don't really care, man. You know, if I can breathe in them, that's okay. I don't, I'm not worried about what my neighbors say. I'm not worried about all that. But you know what? I do want to represent the board good. But I'm not letting them drive my bus, okay? A lot of times we let people drive our bus. We, oh, well, you know what? Oh, well, you did that. You said this. You did. But you know what? If I'm in communion with the Lord and I'm walking and working with the Lord and he's working in me and through me, then I'm going to be all right. How many know that's the best way? How many know that when you walk with the Lord, sometimes it looks a whole lot different than what the world thinks? Yes. It should. <laughs> you know what I mean? It really should. So, so don't be uh, discouraged. Be encouraged. If your life is is lining up with God and God is, is speaking to your life, keep on walking. Keep on doing your thing. Because you know what? We're supposed to look a little different because we are following in the footsteps of Jesus. So I go back here and Jesus is talking to his disciples in the upper room. They're having a meal, the Passover meal together. And these guys are a little stressed. I hadn't really realized that too much until I did some more studying this week. They're kind of stressed because let me tell you what's happening. Jesus is telling them some stuff here. He's saying, look, he's, he's laying it out. He said, can you imagine this? You're having a big Passover, I'll call it a Passover party, a celebration. Everything's good. We have a real big eating meeting here. We said, God, so good. This is great. Everything.' And I start telling you stuff like this, right? Jesus says, hey, I'm going to die. You're going, past the bread. What are you talking about? He's going to die. What else? He said, and not only that, one of you guys are going to sell me out. That's rope for betrayed, right? Everybody, all the other guys go, oh, yeah. <laughs> all right. And, so, and, then, and then Peter says, no, not me, man. I'll stick with you right to the end. He said, you know what? You're going to deny me three times. Have you ever been I thought this was a party, I thought this was a time of celebration. Sometimes this side of your miracle is not a celebration. But in the midst of that, God says, hey, look, let not your heart be troubled. So these guys had been walking with Jesus. They had seen some pretty cool things, didn't they? And they said, and, and I, what I found out is when they break out the, the, the actual translation of how Jesus says this, he says, look, it's more of a command. He says, I oh, want your heart to be troubled. Right? There's a difference. It's kind of like a text. You get a text, and it could be your hair looks good, or oh, your hair looks good. Or, man, your hair looks good. Right? It's all in the, in the tone. So they broke that down in, the, in, in some of the breakouts. and said, man, this is Jesus' command. Hey, let not your heart be troubled. In other words, as it would happen at my house, I'd say, hey, knock it off. Is said, how'd I do it, Jess? Right. <laughs> he always said, when he's imitating me, his dad always goes, See, so you so cut it out. <laughs> it's, it's the lip thing. Son, no, you need to cut it out. He was, he was serious about it. Y'all ever get like that? Hey, cut it, cut it. And Jesus is saying, hey, look. Look what he says. Let not your heart be troubled. You believed in God, believe also in me. Let's think back to some of the cool things that he did. Now, these guys were walking with Jesus day in, day out, about three and a half years. Raising the dead, right? Turning water to wine. <coughs> what else? Making a blind man see. And now, but let's be honest about it. We're thinking, man, but you're leaving now? But you're going to die? We were just getting into this thing. You know, I'm thinking, trying to put my mind around it. That's a big deal. But he tells them, don't worry about it. Right? Let not your heart be troubled. I want to tell you today that God's message for them is the same for us. He's got it. Whatever it is that you're going through right now, I'll never minimize it, but I'm going to maximize what God's doing. He has got it. God doesn't cause these things. God allows things, but it's always through the fingertips of his love. Amen? And you say, how in the world could that be? You know what? I don't understand all that, but I know God is love, and all good gifts come from God. And I know that we live in a sin-filled world. And guess what? Sometimes that gets on us. And it looks all different ways. Bad decisions, sickness, uh, different things like that. That's not from God. But God will work through those things so that you can see his glory uh, represented into you and through you. Everybody say amen if they believe that. So he tells them, look, cut out, look, stop. Let not your heart be troubled. Now, I think there's a lot going on in this whole deal. Can you imagine, like I said, they're sitting around. And Jesus is basically telling them, tough times are coming here for a little bit, but be a good cheer, you know? Have you ever had like a, any people do some sports, that's the first thing coming to mind, you know, different things, or, or maybe a cheerleading competition, or baton stuff, or pool shooting, I don't know, whatever you done, but you get a little, wrestling. How about that? You know, you, you're getting ready, you're getting ready to go, go to the mat, you're getting ready to get a little anxious, don't you? How many start our day like that? But man, I don't, I don't I don't, know. Now, it's all right, I think, to be anxious about with excitement of what God is going to do, right? Sometimes I get going just like today. I could really be out of whack. I really could. The old me would have really been out of whack. I said, the chord didn't work. The guitar didn't work. This is out of tune. Oh, my goodness, what's going on? We're usually here by now. I turned around and Miles was here. I said, ah, I'm late. <laughs> I love you, man. That's usually my gauge. Miles comes in and ah, says, let's, let's bring it on, you know? He's on time. I was not on time, but God is always on time. That's what I want you to hear today. So if you're in a, in a dark spot in your life right now, man, God's bringing a light. Everybody say Amen if they believe that. So we look at this. Do not let your hearts be troubled. You believe in God. Believe also in me. Why? Because God's got it. He's got. It. How many people got confidence in Christ? Yeah. Amen. Look at it. We'll put that. Pick that up tomorrow. I'm going to give you three ways through our handout how we can know that God's got us and encouraged us. It's because of who you who you know, because of where you'll go, and because of what he'll show. That's what we're going to attack today. So everybody doing good? Let's kick it. All right. So because of who you know. How many know it's good to know some people? Connections. I'm going to tell you what. People always, always say, man, you've got all the connections, man. Do you know somebody does this? Do you know somebody does this? And I'll never reduce down what God's doing to some connections, okay? But I'm just saying – when you invest in other people, guess what? It comes back to you. It really does. Yesterday, just for example, I went and I was spraying out my truck at the uh, uh, car wash. I said, Oh man, I need some more change. I need some more change, man. And I saw a guy and the guy said, I said, hey, can you give me change for twenty? He goes, Let me see what I can do. He went over to he says, We don't have any change. And the guy that's there all the time, right? He goes, What you need? How much time do you want? <laughs> You let me know if you need something else. I say, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah, for that guy. I'm a monthly, I'm a monthly guy there, so you know. But I invested in stuff out there. You know, we've had some stuff. I've been out there, and the guy had something all caught up in the car wash one day. I said, You need some help? He goes, Can you can you bring my ladder over here? We're doing some stuff like that. He never forgot that, right? So I'm saying that you know when you invest in people. We don't invest in people because we say, well, you know, I did this, you should do this. We invest in people because we love people. And you know what? As they're expressing that love back to you, sometimes you might just get blessed in the, in, the, in the midst. How many know sometimes people get blessed because they know you? Have you ever seen that? That's amazing, man. God will just pour out a big blessing on everybody around. But I, I want to tell you today, it's because of who you know in Christ is the greatest blessing, the greatest peace, the greatest gift ever given. Amen? So you think about that. Do not let your heart be troubled. Again, I had a few more things in here. Talking about the, some of the things the guys had seen kind of jump ahead. Fed the feet calm the storm. I did say, uh, uh, help the blind man see. Raise Lazarus from the dead. You don't see that every day, do you? Right? And the Bible says it's, it's got 40 different miracles that they recorded of Jesus throughout his time, right? But there's so many more that were not recorded. Don't get caught on that number. That's just what you put down. Because they talk about it. You couldn't even have a book that contained all the things that God has done. Can you imagine that? What do you got there? Uh, this is a couple of miracles Jesus did. You know, you got this big old botanical thing they got. Whatever that thing was they used to have. And that's something else too. We have so much. <laughs> you remember that? I hear you, bud. That's the one. I was in the garden.
1: yeah <laughs>
0: As you noticed, that was not in my notes. And notice my family was quick to say, that's not right. Let me get some water. Thanks, son. Yes. Yeah. Where were we? <laughs> Let not your heart be troubled, right? So we turn around and we look at all the things that God gives us today. We've got all types of ways to get the word. But, but how often do we use that? iPads, iPods telephones, Bibles. Imagine that, somebody had a Bible. Damn. every every motel you go to has got a Bible in it, pretty much so. Unless some of the places I stayed at over the years, they probably took that and pawned that thing or something if they could. <laughs> we have not always lived in the high end of town, baby. I'm going to tell you. But I'm going to tell you what, God will carry you through. But his word is amazing. I do got to share this. Somebody called me a while back. And they said, man, I was at the pawn shop today. Guess what I found? I said, I don't know. They said, "A Buddy Chapman, Keep Your Promise CD. I said, good. You know, they thought I was going to be on that. I said, it's still going strong, man. Somebody turned it in, they're passing it on. You know, it's so good. You can't get rid of God's word. They tried to they pond it, man, somebody else got blessed by it. I said, you buy it? said, yeah. Said, there you go. You can't beat that. God's word has no expiration date. It's still going out there. The guys I work with, I, I tell you, I usually sell a lot of CDs around probably Thanksgiving, Christmas, even into the first of the year. You say, well, why is that, right? Because the guys at work said, well, I don't know about the inside, man, but we're going to use it for a window scraper. <laughs> I said, thank you very much. <laughs> but what they don't know is when they open it up, each each one of those have a Bible track in it. You know? And, that, and I just love that because God's word will not come back void. Let's jump back in here. So it's because of who you know. Do you know Jesus this morning? Believe in God, believe also in me. Jesus is on the scene in these guys' lives. I pray that he's on the scene in our life as well. I said, how many know that, you know, our life is built on those connections and stuff? Over and over, man. But the main connection you want to make sure that you got straight is the connection with Christ. Well, what do you mean, buddy? Have you put your faith and trust in the finished work of the cross? That's the whole deal. I want you to hear that. You said, buddy, you tell us that every week. You know what? How many times did you hear that before you grabbed hold of it? I heard it probably many times. But when I finally got a hold of that with my heart, I was like, it was just like somebody smacked me with a wet fish. I was like, I need Jesus. I had heard about him. It wasn't that I doubted it. I'm going to be honest with you, I was scared. I was scared because I know me. And I just knew a little bit about God. I knew he was holy, right? I was like, "Boy," But I didn't understand grace. How many people like grace and mercy and forgiveness?
1: I like that.
0: I like that a lot. Yeah. You know, as time goes on, people say, man, you talk a lot about grace and mercy. I said, I need it. How about you? Man. But I I never discount this either. There's a place called hell. And if we reject the only way to get to heaven, guess where you end up at? That's why we push and go and and do what we do. That's why we want to make sure everybody has an opportunity to grab hold of what's going on. And who you know will make a difference on judgment day. And it, it doesn't matter that grandma played the piano. Unchurch doesn't matter if you gave an extra 20. It doesn't matter any of that. doesn't matter that you went and vacuumed the church hallway or any of that. It is about what? Jesus. Jesus plus what? Nothing. Nothing. I love it, man. You guys have got this thing down. So look at that. I'm going to go to the next slide here. Keep on going. Life connections. Man, I tell you what. I said the better you know God, the better peace you have. Amen. Because you don't have to worry about the future if you know who's holding it. Amen? I, I I pray that we get a hold on that thing today and that we understand that you can't come up short going deeper with God, can you? If you set aside just a little bit of time for God, you will be surprised how he will honor that. I remember when I first got into ministry and stuff and, and I talked to, you know, sometimes you get a new guy that you talk to him and he goes, how in the world? I grew up with this guy. I hadn't seen him in a long time. He's just a little bit older than Scott, and he's been working with me at work. And he goes, we We're sitting there one day and we we're showing him all this stuff and everything. He goes, Man, he goes, a kind of soft spoken. He goes, I got to ask you something. I said, What's that, buddy? He said, How in the world did you become a preacher? I said, God is good. I said, How much time we got? He said, I got all the time you want. And I told him about God's grace and His mercy and stuff like that. And you can tell when the Holy Spirit's working, because he's, you know what? He's just sitting there like this one. And, man, and the more I tell him, the more excited I get. Imagine me getting a little excited. I said, man, I got saved from a Bible track in 1995 on the side of the road. They told me how good God was. He said, a what? I said, a Bible track. And it told me about Jesus. It told me that God loved me. Guess what? He loves you. He said, yeah. And now he's in. He's listening to it. And he's hearing it. He goes, that makes sense. You see the light going on. The Holy Spirit's going, "Woo!" woo." And man, he's drawing them in. Never be shy about telling your story. But see, my story is just a little bit about me. It's a whole lot about Jesus. Amen? When I give a testimony, this is where I was, this is where I am, and this is where I'm going. Because this is who I know. Amen? That's the story. It's not about you. It's about what God's done for you, through you, in you, so you can tell somebody else. Oh, man, I love it. Can you tell? Can you tell? I don't have to get all worked up in the morning. Well, I guess I got to go to church. I'm like, woohoo! Come on. Bring it on. We're going to jump on that devil's head today. Let's do it. So it's about life connections. Is your life connected to the King of Kings through faith in the Lord Jesus Christ? Amen. Let's keep on rolling. I mentioned that a little earlier. I said, the deeper you go, the better. How many know about my swimming expeditions over the years? (laughs) I'm going to tell you a story this morning. What is the statute of limitations on certain things? Some of y'all have heard this, but you ain't never heard it live, so I'm going to go with it. Let me tell you, I I am 52 years old, and I could probably swim from about here to 10. Mm -hmm. I don't like my head going under the water. I'm doing this. We got a swimming pool in the backyard, you know, above ground. I say, oh, that's nice. Oh, "Oh, I like that. That's right here. When we baptize people, I go about right here. Yeah, that's it, man. Now, we'll bathe. Okay. (laughs) I, I think it's on a regular basis. Everybody's going, oh. So anyway, in my younger days, oh, let me just say this. Sometimes when you tell somebody stories, it's good to do the third party. I knew a guy. <laughs> I knew a guy that was hanging out at a Christmas party, of all things, right? And I thought, I don't know what they just put in that drink, but it, is it supposed to burn all the way to your toenails when you drink it? Woo, I think I'll have another, another, and another, and another. And I got in that car, and I was like, "This is not good." So I drove about three hundred foot and parted. And and I, I was dating this girl at the time, and so she came pick me up. And for some reason, she didn't think it was funny as I did. I tell you how funny she thought it is. You know where that Calvary Church is on Woodland Road? I can tell you how far it is to walk from there all the way back to Pembroke Avenue. It ain't funny no more. She said, You got to get out. I said, Oh, come on. <laughs> Remember, I said that this guy was at a Christmas party? So you're probably like December 23rd or something like this. But you're 18, you know everything. Well, you ready. So I said, Well, I I'm going to go back and get my car. I start walking, I'm walking, I'm, walking, I'm looking at that daggone shadow. I said, That guy's drunk. <laughs> I'm trying to get away from him. He's following me. I'm doing do I'm like, this is not good. And then he goes, why does Buddy not drink now? This will cure you. So I go, and I said, I am not walking that far. I will just cut through this neighborhood. So I cut through this neighborhood. Oops. I, this guy cuts through that neighborhood. I cut through this neighborhood. And I cut through this neighborhood. And all of a sudden, these floodlights come on. The dogs are barking. And this lady has a radio about this big oh, one out of 12. One out of 12. We have them right here. And I'm like, what? And she grabs me. I don't like people grabbing now. Boom. Right? Y'all pray for your Pastor. This is before Jesus. <laughs> and so, and she's like, Where are you at? What are you doing? Everything else. So, what do you what do you do when you get scared? You tell them your buddy's name. I told him my buddy's name real fast. Not my name. They said, Oh, I said, What's your name? I said, Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, ain't tell, I ain't fessing. <laughs> so anyway, and then Then all the car guys will understand that. You know where they had like the Fury police cars? Those big Plymouths? What do they do when they kick it? Mm -hmm. They came down that circle and and my brain said, Run! I was like, I'm thinking, hey, God, that shadow's got a problem. Run! So I ran. And then they said, Come back here. I'm like, No, I'm not coming back. And I started running and I climbed this fence with all the wires on and everything else. I got this brand new leather jacket on. I'm I'm running and I'm running and I'm running. (laughs) <laughs> I'm sorry that I ran from the cops. <laughs> Lord, I repent from running from the police officer. God's got it. I think he's got it all right. I got wires everywhere. Remember, I told you today is just a crazy day? We still record. Everybody online going, just what, what happened? You guys should come here. So I'm running and I go over the fence. I didn't have this on at the time. <laughs> And now y'all understand this. I didn't understand this because I lived over in Buckle. We we only of us should get down around Rogers and all that. But you see all those little uh, what do y'all call them things? Reese. Yeah, but we call them some bobcats, bobtails, whatever. Man. We're running, and next thing I'm running like, cat tails. Can we re-record this? <laughs> <laughs> Bobcat tails here. Man, oh man, I'm gonna watch this video myself when they get out of Lord, touch this. I'm trying to become clean with it. Look at that. Said, yeah, y'all don't do that stuff. So I run. I jump the fence. I go through the cattails, everything. And I start going. Man, I'm going. I'm like, oh, my gosh. Now, let me tell you, if you had a little bit of drink and your toenails were warm earlier, December in the East Ham River, it will take care of that. It will take care of that. So I get out there. And I'm going, oh, my god, This is like stuff on TV. I'm waiting for the chopper. But what is going? to everywhere, everything. I'm like, I got to swim for it. Thank the Lord, I went across the short, short side because I've never made it over there. I'm going there. I'm going like this, and I'm going. I will never drink again. And I didn't drink too much after that, but I'm. I ain't, I ain't drank nothing in 30 years, probably. Anyway, I'm going, and I'm. I mean, I look like Rambo, baby. I'm going. <laughs>
1: Remember
0: that little Sue's used to be over there on the corner, whatever it was. I probably got the wrong name the way I'm rolling today. The little convenience <laughs> store. I get over there, I get over there, and I see a friend of mine. This one, they had pay phones, guys. Y'all remember them? The kid's going, huh? It's like a that. cell phone hooked to a wall, right? <laughs> a and I see my buddy's brother, who you know, it's good. And my buddy was there, and I come in, and I got swamp yuck on me and everything, and I go, <laughs> and he's on the phone, he's going, I'll call you back what did you do? <laughs> what did you do? I said, "Oh man, I was just walking. I cut through this yard. He said, said did you hurt anybody? I said, no. I'm just cutting, shortcuts cut, throwing out the car, drinking. I got to go get my car. He said, he not get no car like that. And so anyway, now this is my buddy's brother, right? Not my buddy, my buddy's brother, right? Buck Road people, tight boy, I love it. He moved on up, he moved on up to Pembroke again. I see my buddy, Robert. yeah. I get up there, yeah. He, he was uptown, <laughs> never forget it. Now, now Robert, he was cool. He had that hair like a little afro back there like this. He had this cool shirt, kind of like what Jesse wears, The cool shirt. You know, he's like that, he goes, when I tell you to run, run across the street to that place right there. He said, I'm gonna hit the door running. He said, right, he so, car, sh- sh- run, <laughs> open the door, Shoot. <laughs> well, he was dating or married to this, this Mexican lady, right? And I don't know what she said, but she won't have it when I come in the house. Man, she went back in the back. He said, I got this, it. all right." all like, right. He said, look, man, he said, get in that shower, get cleaned up, he said, and he took my clothes and he put them all in his bag, right? But I mean, it was rough, man. And then he says, here, he gave me some clothes. I was cool, I come out right there like this. I had some nice guns over oh, there. Robert, Robert always dressed in like Yeah, so I went out there, and I said, okay, I'm good now. I'm good now, they'll never catch me now, right? I get out, and I go, I need to call somebody, I ain't got no money. Go. I say, I ain't got no money. Here's $2, please don't come back. <laughs> I ain't never seen you, right? So I'm heading down the road, going down, the cop's going by, I'm going to walk away this. I mean everything, 10 and 2, man, hands, like like this up here. Go back, and I see my sweethearts at the time. Sister, she pictures you. We didn't even know that was you with them clothes on. Get in the car. So I got in the car. Went home. Dad won't have that. That's another reason why I don't drink. <laughs> that, that'll, that'll learn, yeah, as my buddy used to say. Get all through that stuff there. Anyway, come on out. I said, man, I'm in the clear. Remember that one little story I told you? I said, and they asked me what my name is. I'll tell you what my buddy's name was. I told my buddy's name. I told my buddy the next day, I said, man, you ain't gonna believe what happened to me. Because I, I I never I never got into stuff like that, man. I was like riding motorcycles, playing the guitar too loud, but that was not my thing at all. He said, I said, man, you ain't gonna believe what happened last night. So I was doing here and everything and everything else. He said, So you're the one. He said, You gotta talk to mom. I said, why I ain't telling your mom nothing. He said, Yeah, you is. Yes, you
1: are.
0: I said, uh, he said, I said what? He said, the cops come banging on my door and pulled me out of bed last night, dummy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I didn't give him your address. You don't have to. You gave him my name. <laughs> Ron and Mom said. <laughs> now, later on, they let me do a couple of funerals and do stuff for their family. I know she's saying, you owe me. <laughs> you know, you're going to do this here, right? I said, and we always call her mom. I hey, ma. Yeah, honey, what's going to I said, you know what you know that thing last night? Yeah. What? I cannot believe it. I love was, feeling was like this. She said, if you ever get in trouble again, you leave my boy's name out of it. I said, yes, ma'am. That's good. Why did I say all that? I have no idea. <laughs> in the midst, of, the midst of all that, I'm not saying God was pleased with that, but in the midst, he was still covering me in the whole deal. You know, I could have killed somebody, I could have drowned, I could have, you know, any of those things. I'm not so sure how my buddy Robert did. He might he might have took some flesh wounds after me, tracking up the house over there with his girlfriend. And uh, I know Ronnie said, I've been here all night, I've been here all night. He snatched him out of the bed boy. flashlight in the face, everything else. Mm. Y'all don't need no friend like me, do you? <laughs> He'll say, I don't know. Amen. That's right. That's it. Chuck taking notes. Not, my name is, my name is Fred. Yeah. In the midst of those things, man, God was still working then. In the midst of those things, you know what? Going deeper with God is always better. Had I been going deeper with God, things would have must have been a whole lot better. I, I hope I would have made better choices. But what I want you to see from all that, and I don't mind sharing stuff like that, because, you know, you've got to be able to laugh at yourself sometimes. And people say, oh, yeah, oh, he's the preacher. He's, oh, everything's just wonderful. No, it was not. And God's still working, amen? But what I want you to see is how God will take you right where you are. He will pull you out of the East Hampton Swamp and save your life in December. And you know what my dad said? You just ruined a $100 jacket. I said, I could have drowned. He said, but look at the jacket. He wanted to make sure I understood the priority of the house. Yeah man, I think back down. I get, you know, we talking about anxious, but I go over that East Hampton Bridge, I go, whoo. I see a cattail, a bobcat tail now. I get nervous. I'm like, that could have been it. That could have been it right there. Now, I don't know what it is that you guys have crossed, what river you guys almost went down in, or whatever, or what swamp that you're in right now as far as problems and things and stuff like that, but I'm going to tell you what. God's got it. That's why I'm telling you, God has got it. Let's keep on rolling. Here's the question: Are you willing to rest in Him? I know for me, one of the things that helped me rest in God in the midst of things when I go back and see how God has brought me through some of these crazy things, and I go, "Man, you must have this awesome plan." Because i will tell you, I if if I was in His shoes, I'd be going, "You got to go. You got to read. We got to regroup here." But God doesn't feel like that. He sees your best. On your worst day. So, some of the folks that love you the most. Have problems seeing your best. On a worst day. You hear me? That don't mean they don't love you. They just, just need to have the Jesus God goggles on. Amen. And sometimes we have to do what they call. Tough love. Amen. You know I think about my buddy Travis. That came through here. And he you know God brought him through. Delivered him and, and restored him from drug addictions. And things like that. And he shared different things about his family. And finally said hey look man. We love you, but we gotta love you from a distance. And that's tough. But I will tell you this that I found over my fifty-two years here. When everything's else is stripped away, it's a whole lot easier to get a good view of God. Amen? Because there ain't nothing else around. All the so-called buddies, all your so-called friends, guess what? If they pick between you and them, you lose. When Jesus picked between you and him, we won. Amen? I think you write that down. That was good. <laughs> think about that. When he chose, he said, I'll go. I'll do it. In our miry muck, in the swamp, and everything else, he says, you know what? You're worth it. It's because who you know you can rest today, because of what he has done. Amen? Everybody doing good? But well, we got to make that choice. <clears throat> because of who we know, it has a lot to do about where we'll go. Amen? I'm going to pick it up a little bit here. John 14, 2 and 3 says, My father's house has many rooms. And he says if that were not so, would I have told you that I am going there to prepare a place for you. He says, look, if it's not so, I wouldn't have told you this. I'll speak the truth. You guys have been walking with me. This is what I want you to see. Jesus plainly spells it out to his disciples and to us today that we have a place in heaven. Somebody say amen if they know they got a place in heaven because of what Christ did. When we receive Jesus Christ, Lord and Savior, your spiritual destination is secure. I want you to hear that. Your spiritual destination is secure. And just like I tell many people, what would keep you from asking God to come into your life and secure that? And that's that's great. That's amazing. Just coming to Christ and knowing that you don't have to go to hell and you'll spend eternity with the Lord is amazing. Wouldn't you say so? But there's more. He wants to work in your life right now. He wants to use your life to bring other people in. I don't know about you, but when I got saved, I wanted everybody to get saved. Still like that. How about you guys? I wanted them to know. Anybody love the shop? Then he's raised both hands. <laughs> so I'm going to tell you. You married the closest thing to your mama that I ever seen. Because they love the shop, boy. It's funny. It's funny how you kind of gravitate to people like your mom and your dad. Everything else. I'm going to leave it alone. <laughs> Everybody's nudging and jerking back there, man. <laughs> it's funny, though, isn't it? You know? But let me tell you, God will work you, work in you, and work through you as you allow him to. But it's because we know where we're going. And that we can rest in that. So I want to share this a little bit. I said, heaven is your home. You know, we're just passing through here a little bit. And it's just for a very short period of time. I'm gonna tell you what. Let me tell you how short a period of time it is. In, in six days, they asked me to do four funerals. I couldn't even do them all. You know, work full time, pastor full time, and all that stuff. And didn't do full. I, I, it's not that I didn't want to. It's just, you know. And let me tell you, when you get up and, and, and speak at a funeral, I don't just. I want to know the person. I want to know what's going on. I want to use that opportunity as a platform to reach other people for Christ. Mm-hmm. Amen. Because really what's happening is the only comfort you can give somebody and you pray that they know the Lord is that, that we'll see our loved ones again when we have a, a relationship with them. But there's a lot of people that have, have lived troubled lives and have some really their life cut down early, sometimes at their own hands, sometimes by just the way things are, are dealt to them. That's why we continue to have the urgency to share Jesus Christ with everybody we can, everywhere we go, anything we can do to share Christ with people. Because we want them to go. We want them to have a home in heaven. Uh, you know, I was doing some more uh, research here. And it says, in here, it says in the Bible, 532 times we talk about heaven. Referred to 532 times. If Jesus says something once, it's probably pretty important. If he says it twice, but when, when the whole his whole book has it 532 times, that's a lot. Amen? Here's the thing. Do you have eternal perspective? See, a lot of times, I, I think about before I got saved. I was 30 years old before I gave my life to the Lord. I, I heard about the Lord different things like that before I actually clicked with me. And, and you know, I, I wonder what I thought about before. What was I thinking about? My life was like this. Before, it's like, how much stuff can I get? I'm going to buy another car. I'm going to buy another this. I, I was filling my life up with stuff. And if, you know anybody like that? Stuff, stuff, stuff. More stuff, more stuff, more stuff. Let's see how much, see how much I can gather. Yeah. Stuff is not a bad thing. But if stuff is ahead of what God's doing, it's a bad thing. Okay? I'm not saying, oh, I think it's great if God's blessed you in this area and this and that and all that stuff. But I tell you what, we're going to have to give an account of all those things as we go through life. Are we using the resources that God has given us and blessed us with to further the kingdom? Right? Man, It's just, I, was, I was just counseled I've got to do a wedding this week. And I was talking to a young couple. And we're talking about the Lord and talking about different things. And a lot of times, I talk about finances with them. I said, you know, because this would have sometimes you got to lay everything out on the table, right? Would you like to marry somebody found out they're five thousand million dollars in debt? You might want to talk about that, or whatever. Now, that wasn't the case with these young folks here. And, and but but who's going to handle the money? Who's going to do this? Who's going to who's going to uh, do the discipline on the kids? Where is God centered in this whole thing? What do you believe? What does He believe? Is that going to be a problem? You know, all these things. And sometimes they go, ah, 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 But this couple I just talked to, they, they have been on point. They've been doing devotions together and growing together and centering their new life together on that of the rock of Jesus Christ. In other words, like we learned last week, that he is going to be their what? Cornerstone. Mm-hmm. Amen. What is your cornerstone? Are we building on that? Now, we talk about heaven being our home. And really, it's, it's, it's two things I want to hit here. Locationally in... I can't even say it. Relationally. That's what I'm supposed to say there. Relationship versus location. It's great that we're going to heaven. But it is a place where we will be in the presence of God. Amen. I purposely use the one that says in, in my house is many rooms. Sometimes they say many mansions. I don't care if it's a closet and it's at God's house. Right? I'd rather have that than turn around and have a mansion with the devil. Amen. But I can tell you this. You will not be coming up short in heaven, amen? He's going to prepare a place. I'm going to talk about that in just a little bit. He says, you know what? When he's gone to prepare a place, and he says, I'm coming back for you. Now, how many people like to prepare, like at Christmas, or you got somebody coming over, a company coming over? Nobody? No wonder I've been invited over. <laughs> Grandmama said, yeah, Jimmy can move that stuff like he wouldn't believe, right? <laughs> You guys are a team. That's good. But you know what? Um, just had a, a, a nice birthday party for Thomas' mother-in-law, Alexis' mom. It was a little bit of planning behind the scenes. Oh Lord. Yeah. <laughs> I went by there one day, and she made this one little thing. How long did you work on that thing, honey? 20, 20 minutes for one little thing. I'm thinking, just put a smiley face on it. Your mom loves you. I made one. <laughs> she made one. <laughs> yeah, after that was it. But you know what? You wanted things to be right. You were preparing a place for for her to be blessed, right? Y'all see where I'm going with this. And it took them a while to do that. Even on one little little item. She said 20 minutes. God is going to prepare a place for us, amen? Jesus said, I'm going to prepare a place for you. He got 2,000 years of man hours on that thing. Do you think it's going to be pretty cool? God I think it's going to be God hours, amen? Son of man though.
1: <laughs>
0: Check it out. God has 2,000 years of prep work to make a place special for you. Amen. And if he comes today, or if he comes next week, or 100 years from now, I'm going to tell you what. It's going to be about the relationship more than it is about the stuff. It's always about the relationship, not the stuff. If you have the relationship, you got the stuff. Amen. I find as time goes by, have you ever found out when you go through a hard time, you really didn't need as much stuff as you thought you did? Yeah. Everything is like, well, you know. How, I mean, how many cars can you drive? How many guitars can you play? Twenty? Mike, is it twenty, twenty-five guitars? Is there a number? How do you say? Is there a number? <laughs> but yes, things get go like that. We go out again. I'm not saying it's bad to have stuff. Just don't let the stuff get between you and the best. Don't let that stuff get between you and God. He's the one that has blessed us with those things. So God has a great plan. And just think about that. You know, when you think about there's no more suffering. Anybody got any aches and pains in their body? <laughs> I got hands up. Somebody on the camera is going like this. <laughs> both hands up and both feet. That day, we will have no more. Amen? That's what I When I get up in the morning, I say, well, you know what? It's going to be all right. I'll tell you another story. Imagine that. had a buddy of mine. was a good guy that knows the water and everything else. And him and his wife went out probably a couple years ago. Now, he he'd been walking with the Lord, and God has just been moving in his life, and his wife, life, wife as well. And they get out there, and he told me the story when he got back. He said, man, Barbara, she come out blowing a gale. I think that means there was a big storm. Did y'all translate. Now I need to translate it, right? <laughs> Scott said, yeah. Well, <laughs> she, she rocks. She come down of the east over there. All the... <laughs> so you're saying it was a bad storm. Next time we'll pull the camera over there. So he's telling me this. And he says, He said, My wife was not happy about this. I told you we should have left. Oh, my goodness. And she was praying and everything else. And my buddy said, I was just riding. And she said, He was. He was so cool. Because I was waiting. I said, I was going to get his story and then her story and then figure out what the truth was. But it was the same story, so it had to be true, right? And he said, It's all right. I said, So what do you mean? I said, "You You was in control. He goes, No, I was not in control. God was in control. And he said, baby, listen. If we make it home, it's great. If we don't, we get our heavenly home. It's going to be all right. She goes, I want the grandkids. <laughs> she wants the grandkids. Right? She wanted to She wanted to live some more life. It wasn't that my buddy didn't want to live some more life either. The whole thing was, because he knew where he was going to go. Because of who he knew and where he would go. He had peace with that. He said, I kept telling her." Woo, he said, it's a win-win, baby. Win-win, she's going to take me home. Right? <laughs> That's a little worse than the East Ham River, I'd say. And I was saying, take me home. <laughs> take me home. But it's all the difference in the world. I've sat with people in, in, uh-huh. towards the end of their life, and there is a big difference between somebody that knows the Lord and somebody that doesn't know the Lord when those things come up. Miss Peggy told me that Bill, I told her a few weeks back, Mr. Bill, we just laid him to rest about a week or so ago. He said, I'm ready to go home. He wasn't talking about his house. He was talking about God's house. And I can tell you what, I know that today, not because Bill was a great guy, he absolutely was. Not because of anything else other than that man knew the Lord. Amen. We all get there the same way through Jesus Christ. Amen. But I tell you what, it's all the difference when you're standing and you're preaching somebody's funeral and you know, because God's promise has been received in their life, that we will see them again. And there's no more pain, no more tears, no more aches, no, no more hitting your thumb with a hammer, all that stuff. You don't have to worry about that stuff because God's got it. That's why we preach like we do. That's why we share like we do because guess what? It's worth it. And guess what? If you never doubt that you're worth it, Look to the cross. I always say, but don't just stay there. Look on the other side. He is risen. He's sitting on the right-hand side of God. So it's about the relationship. Here, I'm, I'm looking at this in here. I said, you know what? If, I, I've never had anybody argue this. Who do you think has the best plan in, in, in for your life? You or God? I've never heard anybody be honest and say, well, I do. I mean, you hear people say, oh, how's it working for you so far? Well, I got to make some adjustments. (laughs) Then you don't have the best plan, right? God has the best plan, right? Then why do we run from his plan? Ooh, got quiet there. Because sometimes it's not comfortable. Sometimes it's not easy all the time. Sometimes you have to make some choices. Sometimes you have to make some decisions. All the time you have to be going to his word. They'll have to be walking and and listening and relying on God. Is there any other place better to be? No. I have people ask me some stuff sometimes and they go, well, what are you going to do about that? And what happens in this case? What are you going to do about that? I go, I'm going to trust God. And I don't say it just like, oh yeah, I'm just, you know. There's things that rattle my cage too, but it's getting less and less. But there's big things. And I don't undermine them. What I hope to do through today's message is go back, let's go back to the disciples. They had walked with Jesus, they had seen all these things, and now he says, Hey, I'm gonna die. They're gonna whip me, they're gonna spit on me, they're gonna hang me on a cross. But three days later, woo, come on now. Three days later, we got a risen Savior. Man, that's what I'm talking about. Don't get all see the devil, you don't really mind if you just look at the cross over here. All right. If you got a cross on your mind over there, you go, oh man, look at that. It looks like Satan won, didn't it? Oh man, that's it's rough, man. You go back and you read the accounts and all that. You watch the Passion of Christ, probably the closest thing in our lifetime that I could think of that, that just, when I saw it, I was just like this.
1: That's
0: how much he loved you. And that's just a movie. Amen? See, the devil lets you get your eyes focused on that, but he don't want you to see that empty tomb. Because he is risen. They didn't roll the stone away to get him out. They rolled the stone away so we can look inside and see that he's gone, amen? That's the deal right there. So when we celebrate that, we know where we're going because he's already went to prepare a place. If it wasn't so, he'd say, I would have I told you so. But this is it. But well, let's keep on going. What else we got? Because of what he will show. Everybody doing good so far? Amen. Let's look at this. Let's go back in here a little bit. John 14, three. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me that you, that, that you also may be where I am. Hmm. Sounds like a relationship, doesn't it? Sounds like you're going to be. How many people love to be with their family? Most of the time. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. And I've said this before. Being around folks that are getting ready to go home with the Lord. They do not ask for their trophy case. I've never had anybody say, hey, could you bring my trophy case? Can you give me my 37 years of not missing any time at the job certificate? Can you bring me my checkbook? Never heard them say that. They want to know about Jesus, and they want to, they want their family. Amen. That's what they want. Because I'm going to tell you what. Sometimes we need to sit back and reorganize and, and look at our, our, our where we're taking and putting our time. I won't go back to a sermon that I did a while back. Ask the people that love you the most, that are around you the most. What's the number one thing in your life? And if it's not what you want to be portrayed, ask God to help you to order your steps to light it. When they say, "Your life's about be the Lord." Life's about Jesus. Hey, look, we're gonna to miss the mark. We're gonna we're gonna blow it sometimes, but I'm gonna tell you what: jump back in, turn from that, and ask God to help you walk that out because He's coming back. Anybody glad that the Lord is coming back for them? Amen. Yeah. He said, I'm preparing a place for us."
1: Mm-mm-mm.
0: So many times, I think we, we really don't realize, or even can we realize, how much God loves us. With this, this brain here. But I tell you as much as I can get in my little peanut brain. It's a lot. It's a lot. Have you ever had a relationship and you just said I'm done? God never says I'm done. Only time he says I'm done is when he says it is finished on the cross. I'm finished. He doesn't wash his hands with you. Aren't you glad of that? I am. Because many of people would have left me right there on the East Hampton River Bank. Many people would have never let me in the house. Smelling like, you know, a swamp. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you know what? God continues to see your best in the midst of those things. I didn't have to clean up to get to God, did you? Nope. Did he take you right where you were? Yes. Anybody listening today, let me tell you, God will take you right where you are with your past, anything. His blood is perfect and poured out, a life for a life. That's what he brought you out with, Amen. Let's keep on going. So I said, he's coming back for us. Anybody ever been waiting on a ride? Man, waiting on that ride. Waiting on a ride. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. I was waiting on a ride that day. They never came back for me. (laughs) But anyway, you're waiting on that ride, and then you see the headlights. You're like, that's him. That's him. No, that's not him. That's him. I can always tell if it's my kids, they got loud mufflers and their radios jamming. (laughs) The other day, I wanted to get some work done on my truck, and I didn't know that I was going to have to stay there that long. So I said, "Call Thomas. Hey, man, where you at? I'm almost home. Come get me. <laughs> Ten miles the other way, but I'm almost home. I'll be here. Okay. And even then, I knew I had some other obligations. I knew there were things I had to do. So when I seen that truck roll in, I said, hey, my boy, I got to go. Man, let me tell you. How's it going to be when we see the light of the Lord? Man, oh man, come on up here. Isn't that something? Are you anticipating Christ's return? If you are, are you, are you happy about it? Or are you nervous about it? What do he say?
1: What did he say back here?
0: Do not let your hearts be troubled. <coughs> you believe in God, also believe in me. How many people are going to take God at his word? He's faithful, isn't he? So we don't have to worry about it. Walk it out step by step, day by day. And let God handle it, amen? Because God's got it. What else we got here? We will be face to face with our Heavenly Father. Not only are we going to see Grandma, Granddad, everybody else that gave their life to the Lord early on, we are going to be face to face with the creator of the universe. I'm going to tell you, that's going to be good stuff. Now, I want to see my dad again. I want to see my great dad. I want to meet all my my people, you know? I want to hang out with Paul. I want to see what's going on with David. It's like, man, why did you put the guitar string so far apart? You know, he made a lot of that stuff. But I'm going to tell you what, they're going to have to play second fiddle because i want to hang out with Jesus. I want to see the Savior. I want to see the one that said, you were worth it. I want to thank him. I pray that I got some, some, some crowns to cast at his feet. I, I'd like to be able to say, Lord, I know I didn't do everything right, but I'll tell you what, everybody I could, I tried to tell about you. Everybody I could, I'm trying to tell about you. Help me to tell more people about you. Because that's going to be a day, one. Can you imagine that? Can you imagine some of my life? Really, I gave my life to the Lord, got in there. And then you didn't realize that you wrote a check for $10 and somebody got saved in Ethiopia. And now because of that, 9 million people are in heaven. Of one act of obedience. Maybe it's not given. Maybe it's that. Maybe because you spoke to somebody's life uh, and said, you know what? Everybody else says you're worthless. You can be everything that God's called you to be, honey. You can do this. Let me tell you, man, our words are powerful. And let me tell you, some of those words sting, some of them cut, but I pray that we're speaking words that build up. I try to be very careful what I say to my kids. Very careful. But well, sometimes I say, hey, knock it off. All right? I'm going to tell them, say, hey, man, I believe in you. Dude, you can do that. Usually I say, if I was that smart, I'd be happy about going to school too. (laughs) I would have. I was like, man, you got all them good grades? That's great. But I'm going to tell you what they study and they apply themselves. What is it God's called you to do to apply yourself? Whether it's school or Whether it's your relationship, whether it's reading the Bible, whether it's witnessing to somebody, maybe it's helping your neighbor, inviting somebody to church, hitting the share button on a sermon. I don't know what it is, but I'm going to tell you what, if you ask God, he will show you what it is. Amen? He will show you. He will show you. I said this earlier, united with loved ones. Anybody excited to see their loved ones again? Yeah. Oh man, what a day. And see, when I'm talking about someone, I'm talking about life and I'm talking about them. I'm talking about life, talking about them. Let me tell you what. When you meet with a family and they know, they know because of the relationship their loved one has with the Lord, it's amazing how they, they, they deal with that. The Holy Spirit is our comforter. He's the one that's he, he's bringing things to your remembrance. Well, let your heart be troubled. Are you still going to miss him? Absolutely. I probably have never preached a sermon not missed my dad. Always thinking about it. It doesn't hinder me. It doesn't keep me from functioning. That wouldn't be healthy. I think, man, Lord, thank you that I had a cool dad. Lord, thank you that my mom's still here. And I'm going to tell you what, next Sunday, Lord willing, my mama will be 88 years old. Oh, woo! Oh, yeah, heartproof it comes. Maybe spitties, whatever she wants. I said, what do you want to do? She said, I'm good. I got a sausage biscuit. <laughs> Mom's a cheap date, man. I said, come on, Mom. Let's do something. No, I just, I like that. You just put it in for a minute in the microwave and a sausage biscuit. Mom's low maintenance, man. But I'm going to tell you, I rejoice in having that relationship. And I rejoice in this. Let me tell you something. I rejoice in knowing that my mom knows the world. Because I don't know how it's going to go down. I don't know if, if I'll beat her there. or She'll beat me there. But I know where we're both going. See, that's the deal. And a lot of times people want to put stuff off about making a decision with Christ. My mom had a stroke in about 2009. I didn't know if she was ever going to be able to make a decision. Thank the Lord that she had already made her decision. So I knew, like my buddy said, either way it's going to be good. I don't want you to go. But if you're leaving here, I'll see you again. Not because mom does everything right, everything perfect and all that. Because she knows the Lord, we all get there the same way—the only way—through Jesus. Amen. Let's keep on rolling here. So here's the thing: Are you showing others the way? I mentioned that earlier. You said, "Well, buddy, I'm not a preacher." That's fine. There's a lot of people reaching Jesus that weren't preachers. The people that that reached me for the Lord were not a preacher in that aspect—not a behind a pulpit. They were outside. They were at the street corner. That's where they were. Handing out different things. To let me know about God. I often wonder how many <clears throat> days and hours in weeks my neighbors prayed for me. My grandmother prayed for me and all that stuff. My neighbors were great. I had, I had some neighbors uh, when I lived over in Fox Hill. They tried everything they knew to get me to church. And I had to stand and answer everybody else did. It'd probably fall down if I go in there. You never heard that, right? All those different things. And now, a couple times a year to come visit, I think you're still in shock. <laughs> they go, man, that's awesome. You know? Man, isn't it awesome what God says he'll do in your life? Will you take him up on that? Will you rest in that? Will you share your faith today? Hey, you know, how many people probably go out to eat today? We're the only one keeping people alive out there in the, in the restaurant business. Aren't we? There we go. Few people's gonna go out. What, what would it be like if you actually shared shared a little bit of love with a waitress or somebody in line? And let somebody go ahead and or something like that. We got Bible tracks and stuff over here. I say this from time to time. Look, use any of the resources you can, any ones you want. We need to get some more. We'll do some more. Don't forget a KTP sticker because most of ours is all wore out now. We got to put some new stickers on. Follow me. Yeah. But it's not so much to follow you to church, You follow me to Christ. Amen. I always shared the way to the Lord with others. He will come back. Are you glad He's coming back? Amen. Amen. So I want to know, who are you bringing with you? Now ultimately it's God bringing them. But who are you, who are you coming alongside? Another little quick story. We had a lot of, over the years we've had a lot of apprentice folks come in and, you know, talk about them. I'm always giving the gospel message. And one of the guys called me the other day when I was at work. And I thought it was so cool. He said, hey, it's such and such. I go, yeah. <laughs> you can tell when you don't know who it is. And he told me, he said, Do you remember, you know, and he said, I think he said it was like 2006 or something when, when he, you know, when he was over I said, oh man, how's he been doing? He said, man, I see guys growing in the ministry. I see God's working in there. He said, man, that's good stuff. My story hasn't changed. Has your story changed? It's all right if it changes from you to him, but once it's him, is it continuing on in him? Amen? Is it continuing on? and we still telling the story of Christ? People say, Oh yeah, I heard the story before. See, sometimes when we get people to just come to church on Christmas or Easter, they, they hear this story. No, born in a manger, all this. That's that's the story, that's great. Do they hear that you know what? If you reject the only way to heaven, you will spend eternity in hell. Did they hear that? Because if you hear that, you might want to be listening a little bit closer, right? What must I do to be saved, right? Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. Everybody comes the same way. But I tell you what, God will use us in that way. Because you know what, God's got it. We'll bring a few things home here. He says, do not let your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me." Is the Lord faithful? Is he just faithful on Sundays? Just when things are going good. Right? Is He faithful all the time with everything? Yeah. Do you believe this? Sometimes you got to say that. I have to talk to myself like that. So now, wait a minute. I know God. You brought me through this here, so I'm going to learn something from this situation, so I can help somebody else. Lord, I know. I don't. I, I know that You're still using my life. Lord, continue to use me, anyway. When I had my arm tore up years ago, my prayer was this: Lord, I want You to fix my arm. I want to continue to play guitar for you. The, the bone got, the, the muscle got ripped from the bone out here. And they had to tie it all back in in 2001. They didn't know if I played guitar again, anything like that. But I had purpose in my heart already. And I'm telling you, on the side of my bed, I said, Lord, please heal my arm. And this, this wasn't, now, I wasn't walking with the Lord that long, remember? You know? I said, but I want to tell you what, Lord. I'm going to serve you anyway. I'm going to talk. I'm going to do whatever I can. I'm going to still serve you. But I sure would like to serve you with both wings. You know? And God worked through that. I don't know. Maybe I'm just a, a weird gal on some stuff. I figured if I couldn't sing no more, maybe I could still write something. So we wrote a little book. You know? I figured if I if, if I couldn't play no more, then maybe I could still, you know, uh, preach If I couldn't preach anymore, then maybe I could still sweep the floors. I could do something to make a difference in the kingdom of God. You can do something to make a difference in the kingdom of God. The question is, are you willing to be a difference maker? Most of the time we get so worried about stuff that we load our plates up so full we can't do anything. We can't do, oh, what in the world am I going to do? So why worry if God says, let not your heart be troubled? Is he going to tell you to do something that you can't do? Think about that, man. Let's pull it in this way. So obviously there's something that can be done about that. Let not your heart be troubled. We can trust him. We can trust him. I am not minimizing anybody's situation. I'm maximizing the size of our God. Please hear that today. Amen. Amen. So God's got it under control. He has all the resources. How many of us moms and as dads? We don't always have all the resources. You know, college coming up. This going on, insurance, this and everything in all that stuff. I know for me, when I went down to in the buckaroo shop and they looked at my mouth, they said, "Mr. Chapman, you, your uh your child could benefit from braces." I said, "Oh, okay." I just said, "That's not going to happen." See, we're from West Virginia. This this is a keeper smile right here for West Virginia, right here. What you know? So the the resources wasn't there. But I'm going to tell you one thing. I never. Came up short, but I know my folks love me. I never come out. I never missed a meal, never anything else, all that. And it's funny. The older my dad got, the softer he got, man. it I said, "Man, your dad is cool, man. He's all right." I said, "You didn't, you didn't grow up with him, right?" Well, oh, he be, man. He popped the chocolate, like shale. I told you to cut the grass. I did both sides, back in front. What is it with the older guys? They want the whole yard done, man. I said, "I got the front. I'll do that tomorrow." Hold oh, no. on. The job ain't done, then it's all done. Got it all cut. He said, well, hey, uh, excuse me, that rake over there. Oh, I'll get that tomorrow. No, no, you won't. Man, but that's all right. because You know what? But he was teaching me things, even in the midst of that. So think about this. Not only does God got it covered, God's got it. What do you mean God's got it? Everything that you'd ever desire, God's got it. Everything. Think about that. Anybody desire peace in their life? Where are you gonna get Christ, love in their life when nobody else loves you, when nobody ever could think about even loving you, whatever. It can, God still loves you. You see, folks have been through some terrible things, and their life comes, through, their life gets turned around, and they said it was the love of the Lord that drew them in. Amen. The love of the Lord. Amen. Think about that. How about this one? Anybody ever thought about this? Did, did they like forgiveness? I mention that about every time. Forgiveness. Then why don't you pass it on to somebody else? Hey, man, I just went for preaching to me, didn't I? Right? Here's the truth of the matter, is we need the Holy Spirit in us to help us forgive others. Amen? We need them to help us forgive. Forgive others, and I always say this when I say forgive. When you forgive somebody, that does not mean that you agree with the offense. It means you refuse to let that offense shackle you to the past. It's free. It's free. God got redemption. He's got second, third, fourth, fifteenth chances, and He's got more. And here we go. You ready? God's got it. Let me hear y'all say God's got it. <laughs> Here's my question for everybody listening, watching, talking, watching this later on. Do you got God? That's the takeaway. Do you got God? Let us pray. Father God, I thank you for the message today and I pray through the midst of all the craziness, Lord, that you make it so much more. Lord, I trust you and I know you got it. I can only imagine the things that you have for us, Lord. What you've done for us to prepare us for this day. Lord, for each one listening online, for those that are listening later on, and for those that are here today, Lord, I thank you for each one. I pray that their hearts are open. Lord, take this message and seal it in their heart. It's a message of redemption. It's a, it's a a message that will just continue to grow our faith, I pray. When we look back through God's word, we see many, many folks dealt with stressful things. We do that today. But let me tell you, like that new song's out. He's a chain breaker. Man. He's a way maker. And his name is Jesus. So if you're here today and you've never put your faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. Let me tell you how that's done. It is done by faith. The Bible said it's done by grace through faith. Not of yourself. It is a gift to God. What I'm telling you now is the gift. The gift is Jesus Christ came and lived a life that was sinless. A perfect life. And he laid that life down. To pay for our sin debt in full. And on the third day, he raised it up again. He conquered the grave. All you have to do is put your faith and trust in that. Believe. You say, how do I do that? You connect that by faith and say, Lord, come into my life. The Bible says, we confess with our mouth of the Lord Jesus. Believe in heart that God raised him from the dead. You will be saved. Today, friends, don't leave the same way you came in. You can know that your heart does not have to be troubled. Trust in God. Also trust in him. There's only one way. He said, I'm the way, the truth, the life. No one comes to the Father but by me. Today, I pray that the Lord has helped us make this clear as possible. Receive him today by faith. In Jesus' name, amen. Alright, with well, that being said, I'm going to sign off to our audience out here. Hey guys, I hope you guys enjoyed the message. We would really love to see you in person, but you know what? Pass this on, share this, and uh, continue to pray for us, and we continue to pray for you. God is a difference maker, and he's starting with you. In Jesus' name, amen. All right.